0: Welcome to the sports class with Justin and Jamal.
1: Thursday, July sixth. Welcome to the sports class. I'm Jamal Cox, and I'm with the man who just discovered Netflix, Justin Kelly. Say hello to the people.
0: Well, I think it was just released during the the pandemic, wasn't it? Like, <laughs> it's a new thing. Netflix. It's mm-hmm. like we're like 18 months in, aren't we?
1: Yeah. <clears throat> it's been around.
0: Yeah, I was late. I'm still late to that party, but uh, I had a brief interaction with it on the weekend. What'd you watch? It was uh, It was uh, it was quite a time. It was quite a time. I watched, I got into, just randomly, I stumbled into Alone in the Arctic. Oh, yeah. Are you familiar with Netflix's Alone in the Arctic? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Again, I'm not, as mentioned in the last pod, I'm not a Netflixer, so I have no concept of really what's happening there. It's sad but true. And again, it's a new invention to me. But I just stumbled into this. Our place up island in beautiful Black Creek has Netflix now, so I just sort of rolled into it totally taken with the show watched the entire last season I've come to find out more facts about it like they had a season of this alone show on Vancouver Island and there's more than just the season that I watched but I worked my way through the whole show
1: could you construct a sound gill net
0: (laughs) I feel like I could now certainly a, a nice place to live a shelter for a while I feel like I could I know how they'd like to layer it now in the in the Arctic, I feel I feel good about my time in the Arctic. Now I'm, I think I'm going to apply to the show the next. <laughs> I was going to ask you would the you next ever iteration. It? Yeah, could you imagine? No, it was it's something it, again, a world I don't know much about, which is the Netflix documentary category. But man, I I dug that show, man.
1: It's cool, man. I'm really into. It. I've watched a few seasons like pre Netflix. Netflix just got it. Pre Netflix? Yeah, I think it was like a uh, nature or like some other. Like cable channel has it Okay And um, I love it It's stuff that I, I, Old soft hands here Could never Never do any of this stuff I would be like You know how they're just like Oh you have to last A certain amount of days Or outlast The last person standing The or other what nine have you. people Yeah And these people Were gritting it out Through You know starvation Intense cold All that stuff Are they ever I would be the first night Just some sort of Foreign howl And I would just be like What was that I'm tapping out I'm tapping out
0: that's so funny people
1: out there breaking legs getting oh. hypothermia losing their flint
0: eating rabbit guts eating rabbit guts but maybe you know contaminated yeah. with a parasite or two yeah yeah man it's the mental fortitude of these people one guy lost 80 pounds he lost <laughs> 80 pounds in like 70 days that's brutal whoa Anyway, I'll stop talking about it again. I gotta check out this new (laughs) invention called Netflix because if this is what's on there, I'm in. (laughs) So as you mentioned, you watched Netflix. You watched Alone when you were up in Black Creek (laughs) for the long weekend. So tell me about the rest of that trip. How was it? It was it was lovely. Thanks for asking, JC. No, it was nice, man. Always great to go back to the homelands, back to the Lord's Hamlet. Had a nice time. Really surprised with actually how warm. The ocean was. I'm a big ocean swimmer and really didn't expect at the end of June, early July for for the ocean to be that warm. When the tide comes in over the rocks anywhere, but certainly in beautiful Black Creek, when the tide comes in over the rocks, the water was incredible, incredible. Warm like soup, a beautiful thing. (laughs) A little concerning, a little concerning for the the temperature of the planet, it's a little <laughs> off-putting in that. You try not to think about it while you're in the water, right? I laugh from discomfort, yes. Tuesday was the hottest day in the globe. Ever? The globe's record. <laughs> On this rock? That's yeah. it. Uh, but yes, man, thanks for asking. It was it was wonderful. Nice to get up there. The water was beautiful. Just hung out. It was it was lovely. I really uh, always enjoy my time. Back home. But don't get me wrong, man. I got three kids. Like, there's an oscillation between beautiful and wonderful moments that I want to remember on my deathbed. And (laughs) also the opposite of that, moments where, you know, take old Yellero back and put a bullet in them. (laughs) So, like, it's a... It's a mixed bag. Like yeah. rearing these children is no easy feat, right? And there's moments of of wonder and there's moments of yeah, you know, frustration and everything else that goes with it. And so yes, it was it was great.
1: This is this resonates with me and that's why I and laughed so hard because since the kids have been out of school, I'm just wondering how the hell do we tire the boys out? How do we run them around? How do we How do we survive in advance? Exactly. So when you were saying like, oh my gosh, take them out back, take care of it. No, I take was... me
0: back. No, take me <laughs> out back. I wasn't talking about them. Oh. I want them to live. Well, but I'm funnier. saying I'm beat down. Take old Yeller, aka me, out to the back shed, which there is. Just. <laughs> it's your sacrifice. Yeah, no, I was talking about me. man. <laughs> oh, I love it. It's even
1: funnier. So. With that, like, what have you been doing? I know it's early days in the summer, but what have y'all been doing to keep the, the kids busy? Like, do you have camps coming up for them? Or are you just
0: trying to, you know, run them around? What are you doing? Well, like you, my partner works in the school system, so she's mostly off for the summer. So it's really Camp Kalen for the summer with these kids, right? Yep. But because we were away on the weekend, it's really just sort of started here in the last couple of days, and spirits are still high, but give it a week <laughs> i'm already done <laughs> i've already tapped it out <laughs> well, yeah and as a work from home person you are you are feeling the effects of this season more than most because for me i, I don't work at home so like i'm getting snippets through the day and certainly uh, an update when i get home at night but i'm not dealing that i'm not dealing with that for the that time period as you are as you you know trying to your job and make a living Oil and
1: vinegar, or oil and water, sorry. It's, it's wild. It's like, it's funny. Oil and
0: vinegar is delicious on a I know, <laughs> it is. It is.
1: <laughs> like oil and water, apples and oranges, black and white, night and day, whatever you want to say. It's, it's funny. People were probably, oh yeah, like Christmas, summer, it's so great, it's joyous, like nobody's in school, especially if someone, either yourself or your partner being, in the school system and your kids in the school systems like yeah we've got this idle time to be at home meanwhile for me work from home guy who's just like oh. in my head like alone quiet doing work things walk around the house with this air of just comfort yes and uh <laughs> yes reverence for for this quiet time that and, i get and the space that you have and the space that i have
0: yeah
1: and it goes from that to just like chaos people barging in asking nonsensical sensible questions can you put this arm on this lego guy i'm on a call yeah you know like you're in, Z- you're in a zoom meeting yeah a bit of meeting or uh you know just random things just coming up to ask random questions or like every time i go downstairs to go to the bathroom or go to fix myself something to eat or whatever the kids are just there they're just there they're on a device or they're coloring or reading just leaving a trail of crumbs behind them that i now am like finding myself in the middle of the day cleaning up after them because somehow they're already 17 year old boys yeah and i'm not bitter i'm not bitter at all that they're home do you guys have are you doing camps you got some camps booked We do. Nico's doing like a half day camp currently at Oak Bay Rec doing tennis. Nice. And then I think when they get when we get back from
0: Virginia, they've got a couple things on the on the go in August. Mm -hmm. Uh, Yeah, you got to find the balance if you can. You know, based on one's work schedule, like you got to keep them going with enough, but I feel like also too, you don't want to overdo it, right? Our kids are both young. They're eight and five, eight and six. Like you, you want to have enough structure and like something to look forward to, but I don't think idle time good <laughs> unless you're working from home. It is. Yeah. I, I you know, you're going is... to start packing a, lung, a lunch up the stairs. eh? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, here's my sandwich and some snacks. See you at five, honey.
1: <laughs> if I come downstairs to your toilet, Don't talk to me. Don't even look at me in the eyes. I'm not
0: here. This is the time you got to go back to the office, JC. It is. It might be. It's
1: like, why are you here? You've been here consistently in the summer. You know, you don't have to be here. Oh, I have to be here.
0: I got to get some freaking work done.
1: (laughs) Oh, this is in jest. It's nice having the family home, but it is definitely a departure from what, what we've been used to as of late.
0: Let's talk about your coming events while we're on that though. You're, yeah, you're um you're flying the coop. You're headed southeast mm-hmm. tomorrow. How are we feeling headed into the trip?
1: I'm feeling good. I was a little bit stressed last night, uh, just going through that whole. Uh, what do I have to pack? When am I going to have time to pack? What do I need for this? For that? Do I take this? Etc. But overall, I'm feeling really good. It's kind of crazy that it's already here.
0: I bet. Yeah. You're going for almost a month?
1: Almost a month. Yeah. We'll leave, we'll arrive Saturday and then back first week of August. Yeah.
0: In the last pod, you mentioned when you're catching some tennis in Washington, D.C. Yep. When is that, When does that line up with your trip? How many weekends on the road is that?
1: Towards the end of August, the final, sorry, end of July. So the final weekend of the month, doing the Saturday and the Sunday at the qualifiers at the City Open in Washington, D.C.
0: When are we going to see the, the squirrels, the flying squirrels? Mm. And the mascot is Ratso? <laughs> Squirrely?
1: It's close. It's Go. all close. Give it to me. Nutzy, Nutzy With a Z or Z if you're uh, north of the Z. border.
0: Again, can't wait for my hat. And when does that slide into the schedule?
1: I think we're going to hit a matinee that final week of July. Maybe there's like a Tuesday day game I got my eyes on because the uh, the weeknight games start at like 630 Kids kind of get a little bit tired, but I feel like if it's a daytime activity, Love just a day game. sitting out there in the blazing heat, <laughs> watching the slowest sport next to golf.
0: <laughs> yeah, make sure you pit, pick the right side of the stadium to sit, Yeah, the shady side, <laughs> if I may be so bold. It's important, yeah. No,
1: I like to kind of sit in the, the general admission away from everything and kind of in the shaded area. I'll talk more about the the
0: uh, the diamond, as they call it, in Richmond later on. You're obviously going to see some friends and family. You must be ecstatic about that. When's the last time you saw your your folks, your sister, your mm-hmm. aunts and uncles, whoever you're interested in seeing while you're there? How long ago was your last trip?
1: A year ago? It was a year ago. I was fortunate enough last year. I went in May for a wedding. Uh, shout out to Joe and Will. And then I went to um, I went back for a family trip. So I had I think I had like a eight or nine day stretch on my own. Uh, Sorry? Yeah. Cough? Yeah. Baking powder?
0: <laughs> on Crabla, eight days on your own in your-
1: Yeah, that was tremendous. In your home territory? That was great. Beautiful. Just stayed with my dad and it was, uh, that was awesome. It was great, especially coming off of not having seen folks for a mm. long, long period sure. due to COVID. Sure, So that was great because I got that trip and got to connect with some people that maybe I wasn't going to later in the summer. But yeah, it's been about a year, nice, to answer your man. question.
0: Nice, and and then the last one, we just talked about keeping these children busy during their <laughs> summer vacation, the first you know, the early days, the appetizer of their summer vacation. You've got about a twenty hour travel day Ugh. ahead of you, right? Like It's brutal. Planes, trains, automobiles, better have my donuts. You yes. got about twenty hours in front of you? Yes. It's gonna be
1: rough. Six AM departure from Vancouver and then six PM arrival eastern in D.C. Then I gotta get in the rental and drive a couple hours. Shout out to National. Yeah, we made this trip as hard as we could just oh. to save some money.
0: Uh, <laughs> good on you for sure. <laughs> We've all done it before. Yeah. Well you're gonna spend it on Yinglings and ZZ BBQ. Exactly. Um, so what's the plan for for the aforementioned young lads on the uh, on the plane and the excursion and the travel time? How are we gonna occupy them? Lots of snacks? They're gonna be no limit
1: screen time soldiers. <laughs> <laughs> make them say make him oh. say oh
0: no 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 yeah
1: you got it yeah it's you know what po- pocket full of snacks face full of screen i'm i'm just keeping
0: it 100 no no limit screen soldiers is a great line by the way <laughs> this is for the bourbons and the cadillacs <laughs> you know you know yeah uh good for you guys you're going you're going for it that's that's a long haul good for you
1: it's gonna be hell
0: You're going to (laughs) say, yeah, you're right. And as I said before, take old yellow rope back and put him down at the end of it. Um, You're going to see your mom. You're going to see your dad. You're going to see your family. You're excited about that. That sounds wonderful, pal. You must, you must, as we get a little bit deeper here for a brief moment, you must be thrilled by that, the thought of that.
1: Yeah. Yeah. My grandparents haven't been well physically and my, um, my paternal grandparents have passed maternal, still kicking around. But um, had some some complications over the past week or two. So I'm excited to get back and, you know, at least see them. Like I said, I go about once a year. Mm-hmm. You never know what's promised as far as health and things of that nature. So Time. Yeah, time, exactly. And they've had a great, rich, full lives. But yeah, hopefully you'll get to see them and then spread the love and see some some other cousins, distant friends. I reached out to a few high school buddies I haven't seen in a minute so um, some kind of acquaintances as well play some tennis with some
0: folks or friends of friends so you going back to vcu mm. can we do a vcu campus tour and get a couple of shots on instagram at the sports Class on ig
1: now i can yeah i think i can do it it's feasible i'm gonna be staying quite close vcu's in the m- middle of, of the city of richmond it's an urban campus which is really cool because it's you know, very much uh, spread out across a few city blocks, and you can see the kind of timeline of development as it's as it's laid out. Sure. I bet. And um, it's an exciting time for the for the university. So maybe I'll pop around and pop and around, take some selfies at the. Yeah, I think
0: you guys need a tour.
1: Yeah, I think yeah. You need a the tour. kids would. I think they'd be into it. Going to the gym, maybe. <laughs> see where the Rams, play? Rams, play. I got next. I got Let next. me take these ankle weights off.
0: I've been stretching all afternoon.
1: <laughs> I won't need to warm up there because it's going to be 95 degrees <laughs> most of the trip. So it's going to be loose and sweaty at all times.
0: Want to do Q&A with J&J? Let's do a Q&A with j and and a with J&J brought to you by... Nectarines. My king of fruit. My favorite summer fruit. What's yours, Jamal? Oh... You got me. Strawberry. Mm, Just a strawberry. Yeah. Classic, simple yogurt ice cream by itself.
1: (laughs) You know what? By itself. You know what I used to do when I was a kid? Go on. Cut them up into just little slivers, bowl, a little bit of tepid water, a little bit of sugar. Mm. Because why not put sugar (laughs) on strawberries? Yeah but um, i'll no. do that
0: to an off-season strawberry all the time a little yeah sugar
1: yeah but that's that's the first that came to mind first thing i could really think of great yeah.
0: virginia known for its strawberries no what do we grow in virginia tomatoes 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 <laughs> tomatoes <laughs> big ketchup producing area heinz got a heinz is further north
1: but there's uh these hanover tomatoes that are okay. seasoned probably as i speak being harvested <laughs> And they're more of like a BLT type of a tomato, kind of more substantial. Yes. Yeah. Lovely. Um, so lovely. Uh there's Hanover County, which is just north of the city. Hanover produces, tomatoes. Yeah.
0: A large large amount of tomatoes. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Look toward we we'll look forward to a picture of a Hanover tomato on the on the, the salt. On the IG, the sports gloss IG. My real question, as we get sidetracked for a moment. My real question, and it's come up recently in my life, so You know, forgive me. Forgive me. What's more, what's more obnoxious? Uh (laughs) What's more obnoxious? Person who talks on speakerphone in public (laughs) or person who eats while you talk to them? Oh, shit.
1: Speakerphone (laughs) in public. But it's a close, close, close race. Yeah, this is I mean, catch me on a different day of the week I might say the opposite, but I would say speakerphone in, in public, public is
0: pretty brutal. When I, they walk by you, don't you just kind of want to like chime in like, "Hey. <laughs> hey, Justin here." As I walk by, like some <laughs> someone walks by. Sell, sell, sell. Yeah,
1: yeah I, I do want to like I was going to say like phone bomb them if you will. Like, yes. you know, photo bombing, like yeah, I like, would just jump in. Just be like, "Come in." And, yeah, I was like, "Who are you talking to?" Or it's just something random, but it's it's ostentatious. It's a bit rude. Yes. To say the least. Yes. let try to think of a, a, a nice
0: way to say it, but I don't understand it. Now again, I'm new to Netflix, so that shows you where I'm in the tech world. <laughs> but are we not prepared to throw in like A, put it to your ear? Yeah. B some form of headphones? Like are we not like we're there. We're there. there. I see people doing what, it every don't, day. You don't need the auxiliary noise when you're talking to someone. Like, there's no... There's no... Like, no comprendo.
1: You're not filming at a detective show in, like,
0: New York City or something. Yeah. <laughs> you, there's not someone standing beside you also needing to hear the information. Like, oh, hey, uh, so-and-so's here. They want to hear this. Like, it's not. Nobody, Nobody wants to hear it. But eating when you're talking to someone is pretty rough, right? You're talking to someone... Yes. And they're crunching an aforementioned early summer nectarine and it's crunching <laughs> off the pit. Eat all you want, but don't talk to me while you eat. Julia called me yesterday and was
1: <sighs> chewing while she was giving oh. really a message. And, and how did like, you
0: feel about it? Res- I say respectfully.
1: I was like, I can't understand what you're saying. And then she apologized and like we had a laugh about it. Mm. But My partner yeah. calls me eating. I got to let her go. Oh, wow. I let her go. What about if you uh, see someone on the phone licking their
0: fingers? (laughs) Easy. I don't know if that's going to come through. I probably can't. I think it's the visual with that one. (laughs) We're FaceTiming. Yeah. No, just kidding. I never (laughs) FaceTime. I got another question
1: that's a jump off from that. So you're talking about listening to other people's conversations. What about people that are playing music on speakerphone in those public situations. This used to happen to me on the bus and public transportation in San Francisco all the time. Good one. And it used to kill me, but I will say the people that were often playing the music were people I did not want to cross. These were not people that I thought, hey, I think I'm gonna mosey up to this guy and tell him to turn his music down because he looks like he's intact and Really, got to be a real cordial guy. Just say, sure, sir. Yeah,
0: he's going to be receptive of the information, your your request.
1: Yeah, I think I would have gotten like
0: some middle finger, some Mm -hmm. sit down, or turning up louder. I mean, if people are prepared to play their music in public, they clearly don't give a shit what anyone else (laughs) thinks. (laughs) You know? What about playing the music in public and singing along
1: to it? Because I've seen that too. That's That's like next level shit. That's a step too far. That's just like. I mean, dis- disrespectful. That's the height. Yep. I think that's the height of disrespect.
0: Yeah. Let's just ride this wave a little further. What about people who are um, exercising, exercising and playing music aloud as they blast back by you on their bike or their run? Does that bother uh, you? As
1: someone who lives on a street that's frequently a bike boulevard and I just see all kinds of shenanigans every day. You do have a lot of cyclists going by here. I hear a lot of drive-by music. Hmm a lot of just people breaking the speed limit on their e-bikes and just call the police and just booming booming sounds out sometimes stuff you want to hear sometimes it's stuff you don't want to hear
0: I saw a dad yesterday I saw a dad we're speaking about how do we keep our kids busy during the summer break no word of a lie no word of a lie I was working yesterday <clears throat> excuse me I was working yesterday and a dad and his six. 6 I counted them because there were so many. There were six young children, 11 and younger, I'd pen the group at. Was this a Duggar family? <sighs> no comment. <laughs> and he at the same time of of wrangling this group of children, he was pumping music out of the stroller as he pushed <laughs> I'm going to guess the youngest one, but it might have been the second youngest one (laughs) of his brood, and he was bumping some, he was actually bumping some kind of old school Tupac. (laughs) He needs something to make him feel alive in that situation. Yeah. I looked at the guy. Britney's got a baby? (laughs) It was actually, um, uh, it was off the Changes album. I, I think it was, I Wonder If Heaven's Got a Ghetto. Was this was okay. the song. Was you know that track? No, but oh, yeah. it's, it's the title paints a picture. Yeah, yeah, it does it ever. It was at a high decibel. And, and no I, bass. I said to the guy as he he walked by me twice whilst working, and I said, uh Wow. like the first time I was like holy crap man you really got your hands full and he kind of just shot me a look and didn't really retort and then, as he is out to do in victoria as he <laughs> exactly and then and then he walked by again about an hour later and I said like this is really like like daddy camp eh he's like yeah i'm doing it man i'm like wow man i got three kids like good on you. like good on you. and guy was grinding <laughs> by gripping yeah, too gripping and grinding and grinding <laughs> i can't imagine
1: six kids even if you know you got neighbor kids tagging along or whatever it is or you have sextuplets or
0: whatever the fuck yeah, is going yeah. on and these kids are grabbing everything like they're <laughs> all over the place like he like he's shepherding this crew but it's loose as it would be with six kids i'm hardly knocking the guy shepherding is great yeah Oh, man.
1: (laughs) I'm just wondering. I I had to say the second time he came around, did
0: he just have like digital underground? I get a rant. (laughs) Apocalypse now. Stop, stop. Nice. Nice. No, I was hoping I'd get a little more from him the second time because I was like, you know, I just couldn't believe it when he blasted by the first time. And I was like, are these all your kids? You know, I thought he was running like a mini camp. And then they all rolled up, and I'm like, oh, yeah, these are all your kids. Like, I could tell they were genetically all his children. Got it. Yeah, and then they rolled back by, and and then, again, I had to just, like, reiterate my respect for good job or bad job. My man is trying. Six. Six. Man. Six. I only had sex twice. (laughs) Well, this guy's got you beat. (laughs) (laughs) Let's take a break.
1: back to the sports gloss you know often when we're in between segments or before we get started we're playing music and we're talking earlier about summer songs and jk what is a summer song that's hitting for you right now
0: you know it's a song that i used to play a lot you know probably going back to like 2008 2009 all right and then i heard it today when i was driving home from work and man i just it's not overtly summer. It's not the Beach Boys, but it it's a way back track, but I think you'll like it. And if you're out there listening, and again, thanks so much for listening to The Gloss. Jamal and I appreciate it greatly, greatly. The song is Spill the Wine by oh, yeah. Eric Burden and War. Yeah, I know that song. I haven't heard that in ages. Neither have I. And that's why when I heard it today, there's a... It's, a, it's an interesting song where, like in the verses, he's sort of talk singing. Like it's kind of like mm-hmm. flowy up and down. And then when he hits the chorus, like he's really, it he really belts it out. And that's where the song really gains momentum. And then it goes back to sort of this talky singing kind of flowing stuff. But there's some, he sort of paints a picture of a couple of scenes with some long Mexican grass. Like there's that kind of stuff. And <laughs> and it, I w- again, as I was driving home from work today in a probably the hottest day in the history of our planet, like it, I realized, ah, I like this song and it does make me feel summery. And I think it's a, it's a fun summer track. That's a good track. Yeah. What's yours? I was thinking about
1: feel it all around, uh, which is by washed out. And this song, some of you may know is the Portlandia TV show, like intro song or what have you title track. Um, and it's, Ah, I just love the song. Like this just good vibes. Like it's got a nice pace to it. Mm-hmm. The beginning of the song just sounds like I was telling you off mic like you're emerging from the water nice. or something like that. Like nice. just this kind of boom like winter's over, summer's here is kind of the the vibe I get from it. It's just a nice vibe,
0: chilled out, blissed out, sunset kind of golden hour vibe. Mm, Portland's still still pers- perseverating after all these weeks, still through the Still cracks. there. Still there. Um, as you head back to, to your homelands, what's a song, if you can recall, what's a song from your youth that when you think back to a, a summers of your youth as your kids age or a little bit older or when you're working at the ice cream shop or you're working at the movie theater changing the <laughs> sign, what's a song of your, your youth that would resonate on a on a hot virginian summer this is tough there's so many songs that went through my mind i just need one i just need one what's one that leaps ahead what's a what's a virginian track that when you land there and you're the dad walking around playing the soundtrack to the tour at (laughs) vcu what's the song you're gonna play Ooh,
1: you know if i had to keep it in the virginia realm grinding is always good Oh yeah sure Sure. Grinning has got anything kind of Virginia Beach, like to Missy Elliott. Or N.E.R.D.? N.E.R.D., I was thinking about that, too. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't play Lap Dance, even though I love it. They've, I don't know, I don't I know that. that song. You know that one? No. Okay. Um, she Wants to Move is another good one.
0: Sure, sure. Frontin? Fronten's great. Yeah, fronts great. Um, you illuminated me to the fact a couple weeks ago that Chris Brown is from the yeah. state of Virginia.
1: Yeah, man. It's from Tappahannock, I believe, which is not far from Richmond. used to see him playing some pickup basketball at my university. Cool. YMCA pull up in like a red elite level sports car and just come out and just dunk on some fools. Chris Brown is probably top three celebrity ballers. Uh, He's got some domestic violence issues. (laughs) So this is not a... uh, Pro Chris Brown crowd right. per se.
0: This is just an observation. But this is just an observation, observation of yeah. when we used to run around at VCU. Sure, he's got game. I, I like, aside from his domestic violence issues, I like to hear that. I think that's cool and that was interesting to me when you told me that. Also, I, I like some Chris Brown tracks, but it's always like, uh, should I like them? Like, is this is and it it's okay that I like territory? these? Yeah, yeah. All right, yeah. It's time for Tennis with Jamal.
1: There we go. It's a great segue talking about summer. (laughs) Tennis, Wimbledon.
0: JC, as mentioned, I was away on the weekend. I'm behind on my my Wimbledon watching. I'm behind on the updates. I need you to give me a brief, brief (laughs) synopsis (laughs) of what's happened through the first couple of days, please. Yeah, so Thursday just completed
1: the, the big story. The first few days was rain delays. So a lot of tennis was not played. So as a result... There's been just a glut of matches recently. Basically, huh. on the men's side, Djokovic versus the field. He's won the first two rounds. Right. As we predicted, he had some hairy moments in his first uh, his first match, and I want to talk about that briefly in a moment. But really, he's cruising. Okay. Some upsets on the men's side. Our guy Rude's out. Rude Awakening. Mm, nice. Know, he is always, he's a big golf guy. I don't know if you know this. I don't. But uh, Norwegian, big golf guy, he has this uh, joke, uh, and it's been making all the, like, social media hubbub. Round. Rounds, thank you. And a lot, I think it was a year or so ago, he was just talking about how he doesn't like grass courts. And he said, grass is for golf. and hmm, Quite a line. <laughs> quite a line. And, like, he's opened himself up to so much, so much scrutiny.
0: Is he ever, especially in the UK?
1: Because, look. Here, he loses to, I forgot who he lost today. Oh, Liam Brody, who is from the UK. Uh, He's a lefty, and we... Love a lefty. Love a lefty. He's known for his solid base. Mm, Great base. Yep, thighs, calves, it's all there. Mm. Jokes aside, Brody took him out in five sets, and immediately, cue the, the rude, got more time to play golf now. So, rude went home today, Taylor Fritz, man, Taylor Fritz went down today too. Your and that boy, was really upsetting. Yeah, he the won, Fritzinator. <laughs> he won the first two sets and then proceeded to lose the next three. Oh, so he's out, and he was a quarterfinalist last year. So that's he'll be excited to
0: be in DC when you see him again, though. That means he'll be he might be focused on that tournament. He'll be hungry. Mm-hmm. He'll be
1: hungry. Hard court season's right on the corner, and another disappointment is Felix Felix Auger-Aliassime went out in the first round to American Michael
0: Moe. I did see
1: that. Yeah, that was a big upset. Felix is 13-10 and this year. Something's got to change. Something's got to change. So on a more positive note... Are you going to fire
0: his coach? What does he do? Is he just slumping? we are all been in a
1: slump. He's slumping. I think there's some uh, strategic things. Sometimes you need another voice in the room, so to speak. So maybe it is another coach. He's been working with Tony Nadal. Uncle Tony, if you're nasty. He's Mm. uh, Rafa Nadal's (laughs) uncle. Oh, no way. But it's kind of a weird... He's sure. coaching when he wants to. Yeah. He's not his full-time might not guy. Last, might not be a long-term relationship. Yeah. So, something's got to change. I don't know. Maybe he's more injured than he's been leading on. Sometimes a lot of these guys play through uh,
0: injuries. So What happened, and forgive me for not knowing this, tennis guy Jamal, what happened with Milos Ronic, Canadian Milos Ronic? Yeah. That's great. He
1: hadn't played two years, I believe. Um, he was, was it that long? He hadn't played. Wow. Yeah, he hadn't played. Wow. um he played a grass court tournament the week prior and won his first turn first match back against a, a pretty high level p- opponent in Katsmanovic, and then anyway he came back, wins his first match back at Wimbledon. If you recall, he was a finalist in mm-hmm. I want to say was it nineteen or I can't mm-hmm. recall, but he's he I was do, former, I do remember he was former number three in the world yes. had a, a uh, some serious injuries that just kind of like piled up and didn't know if he was going to return to tennis he's in his huh. 30s and uh yeah bc's own he's he's back he played one no, he's match. from ontario he's is
0: in, he he's from thornhill ontario i'm so sorry i thought he was a bc guy i think originally he's croatian
1: yep I or was... from that region yeah, yeah
0: yeah a baltic state originally or is was... yeah yeah
1: and he, uh, but yeah, he won his first match, and then he lost. If we're talking
0: about him on the sports class, he's probably Serbian. He probably has Serbian roots.
1: <laughs> we know our allegiances. <laughs> he, I believe, I want to say he met a lost to Tommy Paul, but he did lose to a, a tough opponent today, but he yeah, I saw the post-match interview, he's going to be playing in the National Bank Open in Toronto, nice. coming up later in the summer, in August, so it sounds like he's, this isn't a flash in the pan, he's, he's on his way back, so, exciting. Hmm. Yeah, Layla Fernandez won her her first match and then had a heartbreaker today. She lost to Caroline Garcia, who's the number 5 seed. She lost in the third set tiebreak. It was really tight, but that's got to be a boon for her
0: cuz grass is not her favorite. So What's up? Why do these tennis players have an issue with grass? What's the problem with grass? Eric Burden and War love it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> they don't have a lot of time to practice on it. Mm. It's not really available outside of the UK, and there's a tournament in Newport, Rhode Island, I think in a couple of weeks, just the mm. uh, Tennis Hall of Fame tournament mm. that's on grass. So it's a, it's a rare surface? It's a rare surface, I and see. also it's, the ball stays low, it kind of favors people that can hit without a lot of time. There's usually not a lot of rallies. You can just step up there and just serve if you're a great server. Nice. You can get by. You don't have to be a chess master like a guy Medvedev. Yeah, yeah. So a lot of people just don't don't like it. The and ball from,
0: stays low. The ball stays low. The ball low. stays low. I think, I think that's all I need to know.
1: You come from clay like weeks ago where the ball stays high and there's long rallies. And like you said, all the dirt dogs are out there. You're sliding and doing all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Grass, Andy Murray today fell and injured his groin. Like There's a lot of guys slipping up. But you're not sure-footed the whole thing so a lot of people just don't like the grass unless your last name djokovic
0: and the donkey cheese let's keep andy murray away from hurting his groin that guy was out for a long time with a serious hip injury
1: yeah and he's up right now as we speak and he's a local favorite i
0: mean he's the rooting he's the rooting interest he is their god
1: <laughs> basically he's won it twice before mm-hmm. everybody loves a comeback story and an underdog especially when he's at home you know So he's up two sets to one against your boy Sissy Pants, uh, Stefanus Sitsipas. Mm -hmm. So they're going to, they ran out of time today. um, So they're going to continue tomorrow. He hurt himself. They ran out of daylight? No, you're going to love this. Mm. They wouldn't do this at the US Open. They just play through the night. But in Wimbledon, they have a midnight curfew. They're playing in the dome. Oh, come on. They cut it off. It's proper and British. I don't like that.
0: I don't like it either especially when you've play had to a the bunch end. of rain the, you're you're already indoors you have the lighting obviously let the drunk people watch play that mf for there can not be that many people there like you know these people have like stayed this long Everywhere. Let, them, let them see the outcome it's like me with alive in the arctic <laughs> alone in the arctic <laughs> I know what you mean
1: finish it finish it yeah so they're gonna finish tomorrow which we'll see I don't like that I don't like that we'll see I have a little I have a question for you here just briefly and you might see it in the show notes here ask Djokovic and Murray they're both legends of the sport um, they're referred to in the Big Four, the other two being Rafael Nadal and Roger Federer. Who
0: we didn't men- mention in the last pod, and I took a little heat from a couple of pals when we were talking about our favorite player and the GOATs. We didn't mention Roger, and we should have, because I took a little bit of blowback. I'll mention him in a moment. I have, actually, this is like a nice segue here. So thank you.
1: One thing I've noticed, Djokovic, when he was playing his first match against uh, Jordan Thompson from Australia, he... He He does this this wasn't exclusive to this moment. He sometimes will just like give out a yell or do certain things to egg on the crowd because he knows he has the crowd in his pocket.
0: And tennis players are apt to moan groan and yell and shrill. but this is like a it was like a
1: rallying cry for all of his supporters like mm. he finished off a tough uh, second set t- tie break to go up two sets to love and there were some tenuous moments in there where it could have gone the other way mm-hmm. and then he wins. And instead of just like kind of like yeah or like a, come on like are you avamos like you so Alcaraz or Rafa or so many other Spaniards will give you yeah he's out there and it's full on like war cry medieval times bullshit just mm-hmm. like chest out like arms out yeah like a fucking wolf or howling at the moon sure so he gives one of those out and it's ostentatious and like lingering and of course the the commentators are just kind of just like. And that's why Djokovic is the best, or some sort of glossy moment. Mm. And no disrespect necessarily to Djokovic, but I, he got away with it. And then also Murray. Does, He's a screamer. Murray He's is a, a screamer. fucking screamer. If he was yeah. a college basketball coach, he'd coach in the Big Ten. <laughs> he is a fucking
0: screamer. I was going to say he looks like a, if he was a college basketball coach, he'd be Roy Williams.
1: <laughs> you think so? Yeah. Yeah.
0: No complainer.
1: Oh yeah, yeah, he yeah, complains Yeah, screamer a lot. complainer. He complains a lot. So anyway, to my point, there was, I was listening to the I I had some work going on. I couldn't watch the match. So you actually I have the app for Wimbledon. Cuz your kids
0: are using the fucking TV
1: to call back. So there's Wimbledon radio which is on the app. So I have the app and I, I was playing that. playing the uh the the sound and I got Robbie Koning, a uh, great South African commentator, is calling, and in between, uh, you hear like faintly, kind of <laughs> hear Murray about like drop an f bomb or something, mm. and <laughs> like I just did. And the commentator just says, he's like, I can't repeat what he said because I might lose my job." <laughs> and it was such a great line. But anytime That's you not see a bad South African accent, anytime way, too, you I'll see you these guys in between Murray and Djokovic, sometimes Murray especially. They're screamers and yellers. And my point is this Why do we kind of give Car Blanche or like free license to the top athletes in their sports, respectively, for kind of doing things that are outside of the unofficial code or as I would say. Mm -hmm. For example, like um I see sometimes, you know, LeBron gets calls. Let's just be honest. There's sometimes Some of the best guys, even now you're seeing Jokic flopping. He was getting some calls in the playoffs. Mm -hmm. Same thing, kind of extrapolating it to tennis. And this is more of just an existential question. I'm always wondering, people always say the same thing about Jordan too. Why do those guys get the calls? Why do the celebrities get calls? You don't see certain people
0: foul out. You don't see certain people lose battles with the wrath for the ump. Sure, we want to keep as many eyeballs and asses in seats as possible we want to keep attention on what's happening in the gameplay
1: so how do you feel about someone kind of stepping out official out of the unofficial code
0: like 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 murray shrieking into the air exactly uh, yeah are you okay with it no no (laughs) especially in in to me a sport that sort of has such a, a such a serious Verbal code as tennis appears to have at times, right? There's all these moments of you can't make any noise when we're prepping for serve, a lot like a golfer on the tee box, and all these kind of other moments where the 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 crowds and the masses need to be shushed so that you know the athlete can perform. And then you know, fast forward a couple of moments or seconds, and then Andy Murray's again like asking for the crowd to get hyped and get excited, but also shh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I gotta focus, right? I gotta like, serve now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes I find the uh, the up and, the up and down to be a little bit uh, challenging as a yeah. just a, just a common tennis fan. But yeah, I don't. Uh, it's like Serena, you know. At times, I found yeah. too Serena, like obviously the goat. Obviously the goat, but she would lose it. But she would lose it, and also like just the the. The noise that was elicited from her when she would hit the ball at times yeah. was like "fuck, really?" Like, yeah, giving birth? Yeah, yeah. Like, come on, yeah, come on. You, you do this for the living, a living. This is not your first time. Like, you know what it feels like. <laughs> to that note, if I can interject as well, is that too strong?
1: Is that too strong? No, I love it because it actually makes me think of two points. Because the Djokovic lovers out there are probably thinking, "Yes, Jamal's a Rafa honk," so of course, I going to say this, but. Rafa, I've got serious problems with too because he does the same thing. Rafa is yes, known does. in the men's sport as having like the loudest grunt. It's like this, like guttural, yeah, like yeah. It's, it's 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 also too it's extra. much. It's, it's extra. Also too
0: much. Don't be extra. Don't be. It's, a- it's like the person. It's like the person as I as I hope to personalize it to the listener out there. It's like the person in the restaurant or the cafeteria or the 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 school drop off or the workspace. Who has to sneeze, but like pushes the sneeze and exaggerates the sneeze, like makes it a big fucking production, you know, instead of like nose in the arm, in the elbow armpit as we're now, as we're now, you know, should be doing. This is the big, like, it's a big volume item, man. It's a look at me thing. Do you know what I mean by that? tight
1: yeah no I don't exactly. believe yeah no it's with it's same yeah Rafa it's 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 extra and I think some of it's got to be probably too like trying to intimidate he does the whole thing to those that know if you have seen the Netflix show Justin's gonna watch eventually called Break Point that's my next one he does his whole thing in the warm up tunnel and um kind of behind his opponent where he does like kind of sprints and like shuffles and like jumping Rafa does and it's really funny because when they ask guys are like does that intimidate you? Like they asked Rude ahead of the French Open final. I was like, no, no, it doesn't intimidate. And you just see just the, just peaked look on his face, just pure fear, hmm. like fear inducing. So I think a lot of that is just to, to fuck with their opponents to get the crowd on their side. But it's just one of those things that I kind of like, uh, Rafa takes a lot of time between points too with all of his like um, OCD tendencies, sure. picking sure. his butt and his sure. nose and wiping his brows. So it's, it's just, part of the, it is part of the culture. It is, it,
0: right? It's like, um, you know, some of the intricacies of soccer, like the yeah. of the European style flavor of soccer. Like, it is just part of the culture. It is part of the culture. I was going to say the diving is what I was listening <laughs> Yeah. To, uh, with the you European dive. soccer. But you take your time getting up. But Whereas, you like, you watch
1: like UK and Americans, That's like,
0: right. they usually just pop right back up or like North Americans, I should say. But these, uh, these elite tennis players obviously feel like this is valid and they're going to do this and. In... You know, it's part of the culture. They're going to take
1: all of that time, all that shot clock, all 25 seconds, they'll run it down for Mm. sure. And sometimes they get a little bit of leeway. You you push the ref, see what you can get away with, and you keep doing it. So you talked about Roger a couple of minutes ago, Federer, and he's ubiquitous. I just wanted to say this. You had, I feel like we were talking about the big four. Obviously, Roger's retired. Rafa's nearing retirement. Eventually, Djokovic and Murray will get there. They're a bit younger. But Roger is that sweet little hey everybody remembers me they remember me as the best kind of just like a victory lap right now so he's been at wimbledon he was actually mm. hanging out with uh kate what's her name the duchess of kate Dork. middleton uh yeah that's it yeah so he's hanging out with her Whinslet doing all it? this stuff. kate wimbledon <laughs> titanic <laughs> yeah. um so he actually sat in the royal box the other day during Andy Murray's Roger first did? match. Yeah. Wow. And it was just an interesting thing. I was like, not most, you the, know,
0: the Swiss royal box.
1: <laughs> Him and his wife were, were there in the royal box because he's just so beloved at Wimbledon. Well, he is. Well, uh, he is. Novak's one more times, but Roger mm. is just is just Roger, and yeah. he has that yeah. that. Kind you of, to say quoi. Yeah, that hutzpah, like as you like to say, but yeah he's just been around and he's been around other things that mm. something came across my mm. desk the other day about him playing the shaker during cold play singing we live in a
0: beautiful world in,
1: like, a, on stage at like whatever Wembley something I don't sure. know if it was Glastonbury it might have been a thousand years ago but nice. it's just I don't know there's a hard Roger campaign right now and I love it
0: yeah but how it, long has, has Roger been retired
1: now not even a year Mm. last september he played uh in the uh, in the labor cup and that was it called it a day september october yeah
0: we live in a beautiful world yeah it's a great song a good cold play tune it was yeah. cool huh but so he sort of got the celeb treatment at this point oh yeah he they, and so he should so he should the guy yeah are you know he is in the goat conversation yeah he's the, the male goat conversation
1: yeah for sure so It's just interesting to see him popping up. He's not there, but he is there, you know? He's Mm. there for sure, but he's not on the court. Mm. But this made me think, we were talking about him being in the royal box. JK, if you had a player's box you were playing, (laughs) who, if you had, like, five or six, we'll cap it at six. No, man, no. You got six people that you would have in your box, like, cheering you on? You know, like, usually, like, people will have their... Their manager, their their trainer, sure. coach. their coach. Maybe so like they have a yeah. partner, yeah. hitting partner, whatever it is. Yeah. Some celebrity partner that's just, and hitting partner. Yeah, celebrity <laughs> that's like uh-huh. you know mm-hmm. hitching their wagon.
0: Great question. Great question. I'm gonna have to ponder that for a moment. Great question. Uh, do you have an answer? I do. Give me yours. So
1: for me. I'd have to keep a couple of my my trusted mm-hmm. fun uh, guys around just to kind of keep it light, but also keep it tennis
0: fun guys. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I would have my guy, my guy Dan. Sure. Uh, Tech guy Dan. Tech guy Dan. Shout out to Tech guy Dan, who was instrumental in the early days of the gloss. Yep. Yeah.
1: I'd have to have uh, my guy Isaac, who sure. I, my, like my my hitting partner. Sure. Dan also I hit with frequently. Um, but they, we could keep it light. There's like some jokes in there, but also they know enough tennis to kind of keep me, keep me in there. Mm-hmm. And I have my dad hmm. just cause yeah. he put the the racket in my hands when I was
0: nine. I look forward to getting a little feedback from you hanging out with your dad, Milton, yeah. when you, when you get back there, I, I can't wait for a late night East coast text. <laughs> I'll see if I can get some
1: stuff on the pod too. We'll see. I'll, I'll get some stories and then I'm going to go celebrity for okay. two more. I'm okay. going to go out
0: there. Okay. Jimmy Butler, <laughs> <laughs> Jimmy eat rocks, He's in the box. So let me give it a little bit of context. I love it. I love it. Great choice. When tennis fan? Yes, exactly.
1: Yeah, he's a big Carlos Alcaraz guy. He was courtside during uh, some Akaraz mm-hmm. matches when they played in Miami this past year mm-hmm. because he had an off day. Mm-hmm.
0: But Butler, he, was he wearing a Jimmy Butler? Uh, coffee face or whatever it's called no no big face uh, no i was gonna say was he wearing the jimmy butler um cut out of a magazine miami heat jersey that we talked about
1: (laughs) you know what he wasn't but i think alcaraz someone gifted him one with like carlitos or something on the back and it's just like the ransom note on your back the ransom note yeah (laughs) but yeah i'd have jimmy butler just because i feel like if i needed like an extra like bit of intensity not even like t- like tennis but just like just that fucking game face ugh yeah i just look over and there's jimmy yeah and then just for like the flex andre agassi
0: <laughs> he's won it before maybe he can why don't him we see thing. more of andre agassi why don't we see more of on- now i read andre agassi's biography i thought it was great it's amazing it's great it's a great read why don't we see more of Andre Agassi? Him and Steffi Graf have just retired to the hills of Henderson, Nevada, and they have no interest in, in being forward-facing, public-facing. They're just having a nice life. I think they got a couple of kids, probably a great spread. Why don't we see them anywhere? Why don't we see them out at more like celeb tournaments? Why don't I see Steffi Graf pushing New Balance in my face or, or something of the ilk? She's a big Adidas uh Adidas person but you oh, know what? Yeah, she's German.
1: Shocker. Adidas. Yeah. Yeah, Adidasler. So, she
0: It my point is it's yeah. interesting we don't see them more.
1: It's true because you would think maybe she'd be doing TV or like both of them would be doing like a lot of like tennis TV especially mm-hmm. like when there was tennis in the vicinity if they don't want to travel, US Open, maybe just get a few bucks and talk about it yeah i mean steffi was the goat before the Williams sisters like in modern modern day that slice backhand man so i think that she just wanted to kind of have a quiet life they have a son as a pitcher at usc a baseball pitcher really yeah interesting he went the baseball route you Hmm. would think that you have (laughs) your parents are two of the best tennis players ever And they didn't want to push it. And I get it. You know, those are tough, tough footsteps to follow. Oh, my God. They don't get much tougher. No, no. I want to say his name is like Jaden or like Jagger or something like that. But, um, yeah, he's a a pitcher young in his career at USC. And... uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know why they don't do much. I guess he pops up every now and again. He'll do like a little Nike spot. Like he'll do does he some have kind the, of things.
0: Uh, does he does he bring back the carpet? Does he bring <laughs> back the wig or is he just going full bald? He's, free. Guy? he's
1: just embraced his natural state. Mm. Yeah. He's a little pudgy now too, but I saw footage of him like God, last...
0: I I feel like I, that's why I'm just sort of reiterating he's in his 50s. I, I feel like I haven't seen him with my eyeballs for so long and I and I would love to see him, you know what I mean? Like a lot of people, I would love to see him.
1: I'll see if I can find it for you, but um off air. But he had some he was hitting some balls uh somewhere like on I saw it on social media like a year or so ago. He's been working with um Oh, Seb Korda a bit, which is a current player. So he does kind of like does some mentoring type mm-hmm, of stuff here mm-hmm, and there. Mm-hmm. But anyway, he's got the total dad. I used to be an athlete oh, kind bless of. Bless his heart. Barrel chest, big gut. Bless and his heart. skinny stick legs. And he still wears those ankle socks. And he still got his Nike sponsorship and his head sponsorships. So he was out there just hitting balls still got the timing the oh, forehand still looks beautiful backhand down the line looked great i'm sure the
0: touch is just impeccable just impeccable
1: i mean you read the you read the yeah the autobiography so you know all that time he spent out there with the beast or whatever he called it his uh, machine and his yeah. dad just oh. riding it oh.
0: grinding grinding so i yeah. think
1: it's in there the muscle memory is permanent class is forever yeah <laughs> let's take a break
0: are out of school and so is the nba nba summer league upon us here in las vegas you know we love talking the nba here on the sports class i'd argue i'd put our nba segment up against anybody jc yes sir anybody summer league has now started here we go what's got your attention as we enter the nba offseason which at times is more interesting than the regular season
1: (laughs) people love trying to predict the future especially in sports it's all about projections and one of the things i really enjoy about summer league because i just can't shut off basketball because i'm a fucking junkie i just can't get (laughs) in put it in my arm yeah direct um i'm with you i love just seeing what happens in summer league you can't go too far with it and you don't want to grind too much tape on it but it's fun to watch and kind of scratch that itch People are going to be talking about Miller, the second pick. Obviously, you alluded to Wimby, the top pick. They want to see what they're doing. They want to see what my guy, Scoot Henderson, is going to do. Mm-hmm. But I want to talk about the guy who had a medical red shirt last year, if you will,
0: and that's Chet Holmgren. Gone but not forgotten.
1: Gone but not forgotten. And I'm going to pitch this out here. I'm just going to say it. ROI,
0: be... Rookie of the Year. Yep. Yes. Let's go. Let's go. I'm, the wagon.
1: What are the... I'm a better man now. Yeah. Taking Chet. No, uh, jokes aside, I watched the Chet highlights the other night. If you remember, last year before his ill-fated slip in the Jamal Crawford Section gym in Seattle. That yeah, wasn't the best move for our friend <laughs> Chet. Go on. Fire marshal should have shut it down. Mhm. Jokes aside, yes. He was on fire at uh at Summer Camp. Summer Camp at uh Summer League. Summer League, thank you. He was showing
0: his handles. A guy like that Very hyped, much uh, excitable. People were excited about Chet Holmgren last year. And he's kind of a
1: weirdly maybe smaller version of Wimpeyamba, which is weird to say because he's fucking seven feet tall.
0: Interesting thought.
1: Both of them are walking yardsticks. You know? All kinds of things. Anyway,
0: Chet looks good. Chet's like seven one, seven two, Wemby's seven four, seven five.
1: Yeah. Chet was volleyball. Good comp. Good comp uh, some blocks and just looks good. And I'm I'm on board, man. I'm ready to watch some OKC basketball already.
0: You're kind of a you're kind of a, a tertiary OKC Thunder fan. I am. Yeah. Yeah, I love some Shea. I love Josh
1: Giddy. He makes me feel giddy. I love Jalen Williams and Jalen Williams meme is just pointing to each other like the Spider-Man meme because they're both named Jalen Williams and got drafted. <laughs> right, at the right. Same time.
0: Right. There's just so And many Josh fakes. Giddy and Ozzie. We love an Aussie in the NBA. Shout out to Shane Heal. They just
1: Oh yeah, Shane Heal, nice. Yeah.
0: They also just added some random
1: Euroleague guy who's won yes. like the MVP a few yes, times I who looks that. like he's forty-eight years old and smokes yeah. cigarettes at halftime. Yeah. He probably does. So I'm just I'm all on I want to see what Chet can do. Poku's great. Like, it's all fun.
0: Don't know Poku, but I believe you.
1: Weirdest looking human ever. He's like Chet. He's like seven Okay? F- <laughs> okay, I've seen
0: that in Cook Street Village. He's like a seven foot uh I know three guard. But anyway, I'm all aboard on that. And Let's I'm- talk the other issues of of NBA off season. Canada's favorite prodigal undrafted son. Yes. Fred Van Vliet. Yeah. Leaves the Raptors. Heads to the heads to the Houston Rockets. He leaves the Raps. who won a title. The greatest undrafted player ever, ever. Mm, mm-hmm. Period. Leaves the Raps. Heads to the Rockets for forty-three mil a year. Hard to hate on Freddie for chasing that bag and and No, again. no state tax in Texas either. No, oh, it's it's all in his pocket. Bless his heart. He played so well for the Raps. I'm gonna miss watching him, but um, you know, good good for FVV. Pride of Rockford,
1: Illinois.
0: He got out the Wichita mud. State shocker. Yeah, <laughs> best mascot around. Mm-hmm. No <laughs> football team. We want to put all our money into basketball, <laughs> just like VCU. Was it did, was Tom Green his coach? Mm, I can't recall. No, no, no was a it wasn't. Different okay. cat, different cat.
1: Anyway, he's. I mean, start from the bottom. Now we're here. Insert all the cliches that you want to say, but like you said, he's earned them. He's earned them. Twenty-eight. Cool, cool for him to get paid. And you oh. know what? That Houston team.
0: It's his second. Sorry to interrupt. His second big contract. His second big yeah. contract. Yeah, I love
1: it. I think he's a leader. He's gonna. He's a serviceable guard. Houston needs an adult in the room. They have a bunch of high draft picks they've had the last few years, and hey, they're just kind of doing what they want. You can tell by the fact that they got Ime to come down there and coach as well. Right. They really want to change the culture, and I think Fred is that kind of a presence that they're bringing. So that may be a good that may be a good match. Yeah, I think it could work. I and mean, I'm not saying Houston, you know, sign him up for the sixth seed or anything like that in the in the West. But hey, who knows? A couple of years from now, some of those draft picks, uh, Green and some of those other guys, pan out. Uh, a lot of people like Shingoon, mm-hmm. and now we've got Frey down there, and he's also going to be there with another guy who's a uh, who's quite interesting
0: acquisition, and that's uh, one Villain Brooks. Villain D. Brooks. <laughs> Canadian Dylan Brooks. The Oregon Duck heading after being much maligned with the uh, the Vancouver, sorry, nay, the Memphis Grizzlies. <laughs> Was, and, his, and his playoff antics and shenanigans.
1: Yeah, calling LeBron old, all the persona and grata stuff he did. And the Memphis, stone cold
0: leather vest.
1: Yeah. Memphis going out of their way to say that he will not return. And then you, people are, you know, sending kind of photoshopped Shanghai Sharks uniform. I think I did that. Yeah. I think mm-hmm. you were on that. On yeah, like I sure the, was. Early adopter. It was funny to me. Yeah, it was. And... People thought he'd be out of the league or find a difficult time finding a home. And here he is with in, the In
0: fact, quite the opposite. Getting paid, too. I think four. Four times 20? Yeah, four for 80. Not bad work if you can get it. Not bad work at all. The money in the NBA is just redonkulous. It's silly. It's
1: it's ludicrous. I mean, they have baseball money, but it's up there. But it's stupid. Yeah, it's wild. I mean, if you think about the lifestyle, too, and the longevity of the NBA, like, you could really come away doing some some big things, for sure. Being a mogul,
0: Charlotte. buying the Charlotte Hornets and running them into the ground. Yeah, or like, you know, someone like Chandler Parsons, who signed two big tickets, barely played, and is <laughs> still getting paid. I'm still wondering how, yeah, exactly, and I'm still wondering how Miami's going to get
1: up from under that Duncan Robinson contract.
0: Let's easy on my guy Duncan. He's doing okay. He turned the corner. Let's talk about Miami for a second. The biggest story of the NBA offseason is like at this point, Damian Lillard, my friend from Portland. I think I ran into him on uh, at the at the ping pong brewery I went to. I think it was there. Um, he wants out, right? This is an in, elite NBA top five, top seven guy, and he wants a new location. By all accounts, uh, according to our sources here on the Sports Class JC, <laughs> he w- only will accept a trade to, to Miami. That's the only place he wants to go. Bienvenido he, a Miami. He wants to play with Duncan Robinson. That's the only place he wants to go. He, so where does he land? Does he stay there? That's the biggest. That's the biggest do- biggest domino to fall.
1: I think he goes. I don't think he wants to stay there with Simmons and or Simmons, excuse me, and like Scoot and like they just resigned Tybal and. I mean Jeremy Grant and Nurkic don't really get me that excited. Moving into that latter stage of his career. Did you say
0: Anthony Simmons? Yes. Yeah, yeah, you did. Yeah. And I like Anthony Simmons. I like And our and our
1: guy Shaden Sharp. Sorry, I'd be remiss not to say he's London,
0: Ontario's own Shaden
1: Sharp. He's special. He's gonna be good. Agreed. There's a lot of talent there, but he wants it now, right? He's he? thirty
0: two somewhere in there and he's
1: So the question is
0: is is the loyalty right? Sorry to interrupt you there, but like is does he still need to continue to be being loyal to this team that he's pledged his allegiance to, or does he want to move on and try and? You just em, aforementioned there's a serious youth movement with Detroit, the, the Portland Blazers. Does he want to move on somewhere else, chase a ring, and let the the organization of the Trailblazers just like build up, build that youth movement up? I say let
1: him go. I think that it's an amicable breakup, if you will. If you love him, let him go. (laughs) They let CJ go, and I thought that was the beginning of the end. And then, as well, I just think they've got... That's a hard breakup, though. Yeah. As we know in life, breakups are hard. (laughs) It's true. And he's the face of that franchise and has been for years, right? So, I think let him go and I think start the rebuild you've got some nice pieces as we alluded to you got like a youth movement as you said and you're probably going to get some picks back and, and a serviceable player he's still got value maybe he doesn't have value a year or two from now when that mm. contract gets mm. real big his mm. his the scale of his contract a couple years from now is
0: woo wild wild for like a six foot guard who doesn't play defense well uh, I'm I'm going to give him credit for the contract I get your point but it the the contract is a good one right like you you have to get a return for him you have to get pieces back otherwise it's just a just a salary dump and and i mean obviously that frees you up but you know they have to maneuver that correctly like this is the access point of the trailblazers
1: they haven't been relevant since what the 90s when they went to the finals and lost to like Clyde drexler uh terry porter Mm -hmm. jerome kersey Mm -hmm. days when they lost the to jordan like nice that's the last, probably like really. I mean, you had the Jail Blazers, Rashid, Ruben
0: Patterson, Mighty Mouse, Mouse. Dame Stoudemire, current yeah. current coach of Georgia Tech. Nice, Ramlin wreck. You're dialed. Yep. Yeah. No. Um, it, this is a big. This is a big moment for not only for Dame, uh, a favorite of the gloss, but also for for the Blazers.
1: And the interesting piece here for me, he wants to go to Miami. He's kind of shut out the, like, Brooklyn and all the other. He's shut out the rest.
0: Yeah. Right? So at this point.
1: Laser focus.
0: Yes, he is. And at this point, it's like his agent negotiating between Portland and Miami. And they're trying. His agent is bridging the gap at this point, right? Like, so, but Portland still has the hammer. Like, they could ship him to somewhere sort of semi-irrelevant like they could send him to utah if they got a better return and just kind of be like hey dame like we love you we miss you but tough shit yeah it's true
1: i portland like you said they still are in control the interesting thing i saw the other day on i believe espn was that tyler hero your favorite player was on offer and wasn't enough wasn't enough they wanted to sweeten the deal so now you're getting into the territory where the NBA always goes over my head. We get these three-team deals or these four-team deals. Like, three-ways are messy.
0: There's a joke in there. <laughs>
1: there is. <Yeah>. <laughs> so <laughs> I, I just... Don't edit out my laugh. Right? <laughs> I I'm really curious... How what comes the other way, basically? Yeah, I mean, like, that, I, I that is the
0: key but JC, that's the key to it all. That's a key I, yeah. to it all.
1: I think he ends yeah. up in Miami, but is it like is it Lowry yeah. and Hero, Hero and, and a and couple picks? of picks? Yeah.
0: Or is it like some Who's your boy in Miami? Who's your favorite player on Miami? What was that guy's name? Not um Haywood? No, not Gabe Vincent. Who's your favorite player on the heat? Oh. The twin. No. Who? Uh
1: oh my gosh. Martin? Caleb Martin. Yeah. Caleb well, Martin. He's, he's a twin. Oh, is he? He's, he's, his twin brother uh, is in the Charlotte organization. No, sorry. That's I, all right. I didn't know that. That's
0: okay. Caleb Martin not going the other way? <laughs> I mean,
1: he ran out of steam in that last series. Did he ever?
0: Gabe Vincent. After you mortgage your, <laughs> one of your children's <laughs> university funds on him. <laughs> I'm telling you,
1: put it all on Martin 20 plus. Gabe Vincent went to the Lakers. So... Different pieces are shifting around. You can't trade Udonis Haslam. So, Alonzo Mourning, circa 1990, is not working through that door. I really don't know who you're getting rid of. They're not gonna take on that Robinson contract. They don't need another guard. They probably would want a wing or a big.
0: Yeah.
1: Miami doesn't have a lot. They're not offering Butler. They're not gonna offer Bam. So, it's gonna be some random- It's
0: Lowry hero picks and something else compensatory. And some player
1: from another team. Rounding out the NBA summer conversation tonight, I want to talk about kind of an odd thing that came across the uh, the wire tonight. And that's uh, Victor Wimanyamba is in Vegas. I think tomorrow, by the time of this recording, he'll have played his first summer league game. Mm-hmm. But something happened today that was a bit odd. And that was the fact that Britney Spears supposedly grabbed him
0: mm-hmm.
1: maybe tapped him as he was walking through mm-hmm. an area
0: a restaurant
1: and uh, security detail that was with victor uh kind of pushed got physical got physical, <laughs> got physical mm-hmm. with one britney spears it's britney bitch <laughs> stole the words from my mouth <laughs> this is such a weird fucking story mm-hmm. briefly I'm just trying to picture this in my mind because I'm thinking, okay, obviously, you don't see seven foot five elegant black Frenchman walking through the <laughs> restaurant every day, even in Vegas. Even in Victoria. That's Yeah, for sure. It's a bit of an anomaly. Yeah. Obviously, Brittany is Brittany. Yeah. I'm sure she's, you know, queen of Vegas and everything. And I'm just really curious what her intentions were. Mm -hmm. Maybe just a, hey, hello, welcome, or Mm -hmm. whatever. Or just, I've never seen someone as tall as you. Whatever it is. But.
0: It's dicey. It's dicey, whatever it is. The
1: hilarious thing is, for me, the fact that it. if you would have told me that security and Britney Spears and Victor Mm Wimanyama were involved, this is not (laughs) how How, I would have gotten. The procession that you assumed? (laughs) I would have thought there's a mistaken identity Mm -hmm. somewhere involved. But. I'm really curious to see what happens and and it unfurls more with this story because it's just adding to the like legend of Victor Wimanyam for me, the fact that he can have his security detail say, No no, Brittany, don't touch the merchandise.
0: <laughs> I was thinking um I was thinking as uh as I, I read a couple articles about the story, like <laughs> hey Victor, welcome to America. <laughs> Physical abuse, litigation, (laughs) security. Hasn't even played a game yet. Hasn't Hasn't even even played a game yet. Hasn't even played a game yet. Poor guy's just going
1: for. uh... What happens in Vegas, everybody knows Uh, happens in Vegas, uh, apparently, if you're of certain stature.
0: Ain't that America?
1: (laughs) What a time to be in Vegas. Golden Knights, Britney Spears grabbing people. It's quite a start. It's amazing. It's,
0: It's quite a start.
1: So we're talking about NBA Summer League, but it makes me think about. Some of my fun times playing ball in the summer as well, and I know that you've done the same. I've been out here balling with my kids. I know a couple of years from now, I'll probably have them in some camps in the summer. I know you've done some some summer camps, played in probably some travel ball too.
0: You got any good stories for us? Summer, summertime, yeah. That, that We were talking camps and our kids earlier. That's what I did as soon as I was of age. I was... I was just shuffled into every basketball camp that my dad could put me in, some of them um, informative and great and interesting and and others n- the opposite of that and, and total duds. But one of my fondest memories as a high schooler was going down to Western Washington University in Bellingham. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and, and it was actually a team camp. We would go down there, our team, we had a high school coach who, who really believed in sort of it was actually pretty smart by him, like the the underclassmen, the grade 9, 10, 11s, taking him down there, getting this this taste of sort of community, also playing against a bunch of American schools, and, and in most cases, superior competition, and going down there and playing at Western Washington University. The the coach at the time, Tony Dominguez, was, was awesome. I think he's still the coach there, still the coach there, um... One of my fondest memories in that, and you're playing like four games a day. Right? Oh yeah, like you're you're. It's not. This is the AAU circuit. I mean, it is nonstop. We're living in the dorms at Western Washington University we're eating in the cafeteria which is a whole other category of stories i've got you're eating with your opponents too right are you ever yeah. are you ever and then and then you're playing all these games and then after the games you're chilling in this sort of foreign land and you're young you're grade 10 11 like it's it's wonderful like this is this is what summers are about right this Love is it. what it's about so so i can remember just a quick one jc i can remember playing it, playing in this team, in this gym, excuse me, and we're playing against Seattle Prep. And there's a kid on Seattle Prep, his name's Eric Bond, who every school in the Pac-10 at the time wants. Like, he's a coveted, coveted player, right? Yep. I'll never forget playing against Eric Bond in Seattle Prep and sitting underneath the hoop, underneath the hoop, is the coach of the University of Washington Huskies at the time, Bob Bender, right? He's sitting underneath the hoop. Now, I'm a pretty, if you're listening to Gloss and JC, you know me now, I'm a pretty aware guy. No one else on my team, coming from beautiful Black Creek, no one else on my team knows that that dude leaning against the wall underneath the hoop is the head coach in the University of Washington Huskies. Like, no one else knows that, right? Yeah. But I know that. Yeah. But I know that, right? So I'm thinking, he's here to watch eric bond but i got a surprise for him he's gonna catch a shot of lightning out of black creek bc and he doesn't even know it anyway i hit a couple of shots i thought i had something going i kept looking at i kept looking at bob bender under the hoop but they beat us i mean they beat us pretty soundly no offer no offer sorry no offer no offer but yeah a wonderful time the aforementioned Eric Bond ended up going to Cal, Go oh, Bears. Yeah. yeah, he didn't go to Bob Bender and U-Dub. He went to Cal. But um, but it was cool. It was sort of an eye-opening experience. I actually played really well in a couple of games down there, and I remember thinking like, hey, man, that's it. Like, this might be my ticket because I did have a couple of uh, a games. I shot the ball really well, and I was like, hey, this might be it. I don't know if Bob Bender was sitting in on those games. <laughs> apparently it wasn't apparently it wasn't but anyway his loss st- yeah his loss stuff like that man yeah like i'll never forget bob bender sitting there against the wall watching eric bond and i go out and he was a year older than me but i was like hey man fuck this is my opportunity i'm gonna go for it let's go i love that you identified that and went for it and and then, like you said
1: the fact that no one on our team was privy Mm-mm. to this Mm-mm. is was really cool
0: not one other person. Not one other person. And it was a bit of a mixed bag. Like it was sort of my community AU team and AU might be a bit strong, right? It was a sure. bit of a mixed bag, right? But just a wonderful time. We went down there for two or three summers and, and did these team camps and it was it was an eye-opening, wonderful, like joyous experience. Just just if you're a hoops head like me, it just just basketball heaven. For sure. The sports gloss, episode twenty in the books. With Justin and Jamal. No one thought we'd make it to 10. Here we are at 20JC. Good on us. And mostly good on you out there. You wonderful people listening to us. We really appreciate it in your trucks. On your runs. While you're doing the dishes. We really do appreciate it. We really do appreciate it. Check us out on Instagram. At the sports gloss on IG. Jamal headed east. Back to the state of Virginia. Can't wait to hear some of your tales on your travels. He'll throw some pictures up of um, hopefully some tasty treats and some uh, maybe some tennis tournaments and whatever you're getting into on the East Coast. I'll do my best to hold it down in the West while you're gone. JC, what do we always say to the people? Survive in advance. Again, thanks so much for listening. Peace. Peace.